Quest Gaming Network is proud to present Minecraft Off the Record. Hi everybody, welcome back to Minecraft Off the Record for episode number 53. I am Joe the Widget Wilson and I am joined by my fellow co-hosts, Dave Deenforce Adams. Hey everybody, welcome back to another awesome episode. And we are joined, as always, by Aaron McCurry, the spicy kind. Yeah, because the ladies and stuff, right? Hey, everybody. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. All right. Dan could not make it tonight. He has to work extra late, so we do not have him on the show. And there was no way in the world I'm recording at 10 p.m., so too bad. We are sponsored tonight by TweakedAudio.com, the makers of the best earbuds on the planet. Go to TweakedAudio.com. Check them out, guys. If you use the code off the record in ch- at checkout, get 30% off your order of an already amazing price. Drown out using the drown out your family members and enjoy your gaming. Or while listening to this podcast, while you mow the lawn, which I despise. Anyway, tweakedaudio.com. We're also sponsored by guildlaunch.com, makers of the best guild website hosting on the planet. You can't go wrong, even if you're just doing like a server or any kind of gaming community. Go to guildlaunch.com, sign up for your free account, and get started today. Uh, if you want to check out a little example, go to uh, minecraftotr.guildlaunch.com and check it out, guys. That's guildlaunch.com. All right, guys. We do not have a long show tonight. I really don't expect it to be long. I never know. We can get into some kind of weird discussion, and it can go forever. But as planned, it's going to be a shorter one. Uh, all right, guys. We're going to kick it off tonight with news. All right. Uh, Dave off first right piece of news. Or server news or my news? Your news, man. Let's get into all that oh, news okay. first, and then we'll oh, get into our oh. plays. All right, so we're starting off Joe on a bad note. All right, all right, everybody, just just be ready because Joe's going to throw stuff. This is going to be a hard one. I'm sorry, Joe. Uh, first news comes in from the 13th. This is uh, snapshot 13w24a. Says we've been working really hard on the new resource pack system, and we think it's at a point where we can finally push it live. This is a huge step toward our future plugin API and will replace texture packs. Unfortunately, texture packs, as they are now, will no longer be supported. What? But they, they offered a link that can transfer current texture packs into the new resource pack system. So all of your old ones can be just brought over into the new system without problem. Um, now, officially, what they've said is they've removed texture pack support They've added resource packs. They added a new game rule for the day-night cycle. It's called Do Daylight Cycle. This stops time relative to the day from changing, from incrementing at all. 
basically it pauses the sky in place from when you you activate this code. Um, spiders now have a chance to spawn with potion effects, as if they weren't bad enough. <clears throat> spawn eggs now will work on water. Well, this is going to make some and some very interesting fights on our server. Oh yeah, the texture pack thing is uh, extremely interesting. I want to I want to just discuss this for a little, little bit, guys. Uh, what do we know about resource packs, Dave? Do we know anything? Basically, the whole idea behind it is that this is going to allow them to bring in individual pieces, as they were trying to do before. They changed over your your texture pack from that grid of texture packs into an individual so texture pack. That's called a texture map. And right. they broke it to individual texture maps. Right. Now they're bringing it into a resource pack, which is going to allow different things such as language files, credits, fonts, any type of code modification that you have. What they're trying to do is bring over to where if they, they change something in the game, it's going to uniformly pull from whatever resources you have for it to pull from. This is going to hopefully allow you to put in mods or uh, fonts or different types of anything, and it won't break the game, even if the game is further updated than your resource pack. All right. Well, that's actually uh, not a bad thing. Well, it's going to be troublesome right now, but it is a great step in the right direction. It is. I don't have any problems with this. I know that uh, the texture packers are going to have a headache to get through. Yeah. But good thing I'm not doing texture pack anymore. <laughs> so I don't really have to fight with this anymore. Aaron, what are your what's your opinion on this? Well, I only recently got into the whole, you know, getting into texture packs and I mean, I could see how it might be a problem. Does each player individually have to go and through through the link to make their texture pack work or is that the job of the creator? Um, that would that would be the job of the creator. Yeah, and I likely. guarantee you, like the big ones, like uh, Sfax, Pure BD, Pure BD will, will, will be within day one. They'll have a new edition up that will support 1.6 in this this resource. The smaller ones that you might be using, guys, you want to check see how often they've been updated. If they're on a slow update cycle, you can expect weeks to months before your favorite texture pack will be resource pack ready. And, well, you know, if, if it's the job of the creators and the creators are up on it as soon as possible, then it's I think it's going to be a good thing because, like uh, Dave was saying, if future up, future updates won't break the game. So uh, from my knowledge of it, which is very little, I think it's a good idea as long as the texture pack creators are up to date. What about this uh, day and night cycle? Why would you want to pause it? That's what well, I want to know. If you want to have a server that was constantly daylight, so people couldn't rest at beds, it was constantly like there's there's implements you can use from the server side creation. If you want to do a server like ours, for instance, I said, well, I only want players to be able to spawn from spawn, no bed saves whatsoever. They can stop it to only be daylight, or you can set it to where well, I want monsters to spawn at all times, which is something we actually might do. Honestly, is set the server to night. That could be good. That would be kind of helpful because it sucks when you have to wait, you know, like 15 minutes just to set a spawn. And I, I just don't understand why the, you know, the creators have never thought of people taking naps during the day. <laughs> well, 
Well, you know, it does... Keeping the daylight cycle in does still add to that RPG element. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes you have to, you know, actually think about what you're going to do. You have to actually have a strategy. And some of the boss fights, for instance, well, it's easier to fight them during the day because they spawn zombies out in the open. If it's constantly night, it makes things a little bit more difficult, which I just just solved my own case. Yeah, we're going night. (laughs) It definitely would make things very much... Actually, uh, interesting. Lord Squirrels made a very, very valid point in the fact that uh, <laughs> probably we have to keep daylight cycle because we do have a lot of things that rely on day and night cycle through the uh, sensors. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you thought patience parkour was bad now. <laughs> Do it in eternal night. <laughs> no one would ever get to Commodus ever again. When is it going to switch? <laughs> uh, it's, it's good to see you in chat, Squirrels. We've missed you. He's been uh, rage quit for the last two weeks. Hopefully we'll get him back in the game and get him into Commodus. All right, spiders have a chance to spawn with potion effects. I'm assuming other than, like, uh, cave spiders and potion or poison, spiders will have a random chance with a potion effect. This could be interesting. That could be anything from fire resist to uh, invisibility. I'm, I'm worried about that. Oh, invisible spiders. No, 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 no. Yeah, they didn't define as to exactly what they figured that it actually could be. All they said it was with potion effects. With yeah, potion this is kind of vague and ominous. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, spawn eggs work on water. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> this is the update I've been looking for. Yeah, I don't see how that's a big deal. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, no. Okay, so, added, or sorry, number two on our news list. Okay, number two on our news list. Uh, This is Snapshot 13W24B from June 14th, 2013. And the first thing on this is carpet will now be able to be placed on top of any and every block in the game. This includes blocks such as water source blocks, saplings, Torches, chests, other pieces of carpet, everything. Oh no, this could be problematic. Yeah, this is going to be a, a weird one. So would you be able to place that on like a half slab and it would be right on top of it? That's what yeah, they're I, saying. I, I well, don't know if it's going to float nice. or if it's going to be exactly on top. It's definitely going to be interesting to play with. Um also, they had an issue with iron bars, but they're fixing the ability to place carpet on top of iron bars to make carpet universally placeable. Interesting. Also, they added an absorption effect. Uh, this new effect will bring in, basically, there is your base hearts that are now with this, the, when the new version comes live... You'll be able to increase your base amount of hearts, your base health, with certain effects. Maybe certain gear will have that on it. A new effect brought in called Absorption will give you additional hearts that cannot be regenerated or healed that are only there for the duration of the effect. That's interesting. they, They do, if the effect lasts longer than 30 seconds, you will get them back. But... You can't heal them with a potion. They don't regenerate from your health, from food regeneration, anything like that. They're all, they are non-base health. 
which is a new idea that they've not brought into Minecraft before, and I'm really glad to see it, it take that more uh, RPG turn, but it, it's just going to make things a little bit more odd for us as admins watching someone who we'd expect to be killed survive some major hits. True that. Um, now, this replaces the health boost effect of golden apples and also added to the effects of enchanted golden apples. Hmm. So we will we will see this first day when this patch goes live, as soon as we can get it in. Well, the thing is I'm curious about is the it's an effect, the absorption, the absorption effect, so it's not going to be necessarily be like a potion or anything that they can use other than the golden apples. Right. So we can easily regulate that. Oh, good. So it won't be an issue after all. Uh, actually, Dave, I'm not upset about any of these uh, these points in the news. <laughs> I was worried that you'd we would throw a fit over the the texture packs. Nah, being with the resource, they're it. moving in the right direction on that end. So yeah, yeah there's nothing are. there. Good. Well, hopefully, uh, our listeners at homes are, are also saying good too, because gladly they've been working on things that are going to be bettering Minecraft instead of you know adding the comparator that has basically no use. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, I've used it one time for one thing as a shortcut in one redstone circuit. <laughs> yeah, I've used it as a joke in one circuit. <laughs> Other than that, nah. Uh, all right, guys, it's time to get on to some new Antinox server stuff and some playtime. All right, guys. First on the list here is I rebalanced a few skills. I relooked at fishing, herbalism, and woodcutting, <clears throat> and made some adjustments based on the progression of the server. In other words, I did some math, and it was painful, but I did it. And the conclusion is as follows: fishing was nerfed in level gain or experience gain by fifty percent. So fishing took a fifty percent XP gain per fish caught. Cut. So fishing will take longer to level than indicated or prior. Herbalism and woodcutting has had their has had their XP gain increased by fifty percent per cut. As in, um, when you cut wood, you now get one point five times more XP than originally time original. So um, I ran through some tests on this, and if you use like your woodcutter ability. On a jungle tree, those four thick ones, you can go three to five levels if you're lower level in one swing. Thoughts? That's a lot of levels. <clears throat> and I have noticed, the uh, at least on the herbalism part, because I remember herbalism was one of the toughest things for me to level. And then I was just mowing down, because on our guild plot and around uh, the Forbidden Lands and Comatus, there's a lot of sugarcane and I was just knocking it down and I was seeing levels go up much faster than I've ever seen them for herbalism and I was like finally you know because I mean the skill system has been out forever and I just now got over 50 <laughs> yeah I know I'm I'm noticing things people don't tell me these things alright guys I play on my secret character oh, a lot this week but not enough to do everything so I don't see all the problems right away so sometimes I've discovered from myself which is actually the majority of the time very rarely do people tell me a thing because they want to use exploits. For instance, exploits are my biggest problem on the server. There are guilds, two of them in particular, that have been known to use uh, Eamon exploits. They're hiding it to themselves 
obviously, because they don't want those exploits fixed. Um, same with boss fights. I saw people doing exploits in boss fights, and I had to go right in and, and fix them again. So it, it's it's a process. The whole entire server is a constant process. Uh, finding where the problems are and fixing them, whether it be being correcting exploits or whether it be correcting skills that are not gaining enough levels due to how much you're able to do them on our server. Um, so the next thing on the list is loot chests have been reset. Now, I've said this a thousand times on the server and in Twitter. I'm going to say it for the last time. If there is a chest out in the open or in an area that is that is locked, it is never going to be set. It was one of the chests that was axed from the list. Um, I went through and, again, ran the numbers on the chest, how many there were, what the benefits of each chest w- was, and we cut out about 20% of the chests out there were cut, taken away, gone, gone, bye-bye. The only exception was the church, because I didn't know where those were at, because Mibs hit him so well, I couldn't find him. <laughs> so he did reset those today, though. Other than that, anything else that you see out there in the open, we will destroy them as we find them. Do not go to an Amazon and say, well, I found a chest that's locked, I'm going to come take it away. I'm going to just ignore you. I'll get to it when I can. I've got a lot of my plate when I, every time I log in the server. I, I don't need that. So the, if you see a chest out there that's locked, don't even bother with it. It's never going to be set. All right, guys. Oh, there's a new tier system on the chest. We took out... What we used to have a set was previously was like individual loot tables for uh, based on the zone. That has been changed. Based on Dave's suggestion, I went through and created four tiers of loot system. When you open a chest, it will actually tell you the name of the chest when you open it on the... The, in, in the uh, inventory menu, menu or window, whatever you want to call it. There's Tier 1, 2, Tier 3, and 4. Uh, tier 1 will give you a chance at wooden stone and, an, and a rare chance at uh, chain mail, mail gear. Other little items are literally minor stuff, um, like a couple pieces of food, like bread, things of that nature. Tier 2 is a little bit better than that. It has a higher chance at iron or chain and a low chance at iron. Tier 3 has a low chance or a high chance iron, low ch- very, very low chance at gold. Uh, tier 3 is low chance diamond, low chance gold. Or tier 4 is. So, the reason that gold's staying at a low chance is because what you can do with gold armor, and that's break it down and make lots of moolah off of it. So... That's what the tier system is, and each one also has separate sub-items that are greater than the next. Uh, many of the tier 4 chests, you'll notice when you open them, will, nev- will not have things periodically. They do have a higher emin that they give, amount of emins, which is our currency on the server. But with the odds of getting randomly diamond enchanted or gold enchanted gear is a lot less than the other tiers because of what they are. So you may wind up opening a few of those chests and getting pretty much nothing but emins. But that's okay. Fear not when you do get the good stuff. We have a new naming convention on the gear that's randomized. I went through, took every possible enchant that you can get on weapons and armor, and renamed them. I put a naming convention to it. So what happens is that when you loot a sword, depending on the quality of the sword and the durability, it will get, it'll gain a new name. So instead of being like sword, it'll be a rapier or a katana for the highest level, so on and so forth. And depending on what enchants it gets randomized with, the parent determines the rest of the name. You may get a... <clears throat> let me see here, what's a good example? 
a diamond katana blessed by a altar boy. That would be the actual name of the weapon that you get. Reason is, is it has the... My brain is just totally farting right now, guys. Help me out here. Smite. Or lava proof, for instance, for armor. If you get fire protection three or four, whatever it is, you get lava proof on it. Yeah, it'd be smite. Hey, smite. It's, uh, and by the way, guys, it says lava proof. It's not lava proof. Don't go jump it in lava. No, no, no. <laughs> it's resistant. However, Minecraft default has set to where... Um, fire resistance was never really supposed to be that effective against lava so that has been reverted back to regular Minecraft levels so people who are popping back those uh, fire resist potions thinking they're going to survive lava, think again you won't anymore It'll, the damage effects lessened but not that much alright so weapons and armor now have random uh, random names and there are some hilarious ones I've seen pop up the, uh, the battle axe the random battle axes do have a loot or name glitch, a naming convention. I'm working on that. It'll be like Iro Hatchet for Iron Hatchet. But uh, working on that. So, changed all the mobs' loot tables, guys. We did it! Creepers, zombies, skeletons, uh, endermen, spiders, cave spiders, slimes. And squids all have a brand new loot system. I may be doing more of those. Um, each one of them still drops their original base loot, except for the Endermen. Endermen no longer drop the Ender Pearl. So the Ender Pearls are now have become a rare commodity on the server. Uh, we want it to be that way. Zombies, for instance, like well, they all, most of them, like I said, drop the original loot. However, that loot has been modified from being the standard sixty percent down to ten percent. So it's much more difficult to get those, and you don't get your inventory completely cluttered with all the garbage, like I said last week, from um, Lower Squirrel asked if shaking is, is uh, affected by that. Yes, shaking is affected by these new numbers. Um, however, zombies do drop stuff like cookies, and <laughs> you get yourself some zombie cookies. Be careful of the maggots. I have uh, Skeletons have an extremely rare chance, less than 1% chance, or it's like a 10 point ten percent chance or a tenth of a percent to drop a randomly enchanted bow. That would be at full quality, a lot more than the, the standard. Um, all kinds of things, like the Endermen. I, I, I got rid of the most Ender blocks from the guild loot chests. They no longer drop from those. They now drop off of Endermen. Now, when the, whole, the whole theory was, okay, Endermen are from... They're, they're little thieves, and all on our server, that's where they came from, was the Underworld, so... There you go. Whatever. It made sense in my head. Any comments, guys? <laughs> Deal with it. Oh, that's mean. You sound like Microsoft. Um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually glad to see this because, honestly, people are getting flooded with items where now people are going to get them at a steady pace. It's... it's Especially with uh, what we did add in, it, it's nice. And they each, they, they each drop a trophy as well. However, I did make a boo-boo with zombie and skeletons, and their their trophies are not enchanted, so be careful. <laughs> you might get a zombie flesh or a bone that has a yellow name but not enchanted. You might get rid of it on accident. Those, those uh, trophies are extremely rare. And I will have something very, very special for the first person to bring me one of each of the trophies. 
So that's going to be, again, Zombie, Skeleton, Creeper, Enderman, Spider, Cave Spider, Squid, what am I missing, and and uh, Slime. Is there a guild launch, kind of like a ward thing, like how we did for, like, you know... Uh, I haven't gotten rid of that yet, no. No? It will be. Okay. Alright, guys, now on to some more fun stuff. Um, I nerfed the agility test even further for Casper. So the death area has gotten dramatically easier. Uh, I may go back and, and re-nerf a little bit the ice area a little bit more. It was nerfed big time last week. I'm re-evaluating it now. But um, again, don't forget you still have that pass that you can take at any time. The death parkour is a lot easier. I did not change patience because it's easy enough. You just got to be patient. Yeah, just use your skip for that one. <laughs> so and when the chat room asked um, if Enderman drop and stone, no. They do not. I considered it, because that's where they're originally from, but not in my server, that's not where they're from. So there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I gotta create a trophy for the regular mobs, but the trophy list, but they're, they're actually very, very easy trophies to recognize. Like, zombies' flesh. Come on, it's just simple stuff. Uh, let me see here. Finish the main quest and bosses in Old Antinoch, which completely... Wraps up the Commodus quest chain 100%. So all the bosses, or three, okay, let me go back step here. I recreated the fights as close as I possibly could from the original fights. Um, the bosses, I had their old boss codes, so I was able to look at what I had designed prior and try to mimic them as close as possible with a new code. Uh, it's not, it was not an easy task in the slightest, not even close. Not all the bosses from Old Antinoch made it in. Alright? Like, um, for instance, Piss... Or not, uh... Let me see here. Widget Bane? Not Widget Bane. The Painted Cow. There was the original version was set in, set in Old Antinoch. He does not make it in Old Antinoch because he's already in New Antinoch creating havoc there. In his reincarnated form. Uh... I'll, I modified the, the, hit, the hit points of all the bosses, or a few of them... To make them more soloable, uh, the first and I, I did it by a tier system. So what happens is, is when you finish the Commodus quest chain and you defeat the, the Forbidden King, you'll get the option to now teleport to Old Antinoch. When you arrive there, you'll meet up with an NPC. She'll start you off in Mount Tundrum, and in Mount Tundrum, you get a quest to kill the three bosses in a particular order. So you have to hunt down these bosses and wipe them out. She'll also offer the other three quests, which you, you will not be able to do them until you complete them in order. So uh, the, the cool thing is, though, well, not the cool thing, is there's no beds in Old Ant Knock, so you, when you die, you can't go back for another day, like I said last week. So you have to be smart about it. You have to go in prepared. Um, Mount Tundrum really is not that difficult, but there are pitfalls that you can fall into, and you will die from them. So you've got to be patient and careful. Once you, once, you do, once you defeat Tundrum, the main boss, you'll then be teleported right back to the Widget Tower. And the, you'll be able to select the next quest on the line, which would be uh, Elantia. Elantia has... This is where a lot of the, the story arcs will make a lot of sense to you guys. When you complete this quest, the story will make a, a lot of sense in a lot of different areas. And you'll be kind of like one of those uh, light bulbs going off, like, Oh, this is why this is here and why this is there. Let me give you a little hint. There is a boss in Elantia. Elantia was set in Old Antinoch. It was originally built thousands of years prior to when the heroes arrived, okay? 
Um, when Reaper arrived in Old Antinoc, he revived the old kingdom of uh, Valantia and used them as his minions. One of those guys' name was King Titus. Ring any bells? Aaron? Dave? Hello? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was like, yes, yes, yes. And then I was like, muted. No. Don't mute. Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm just, I'm, I miss Dan, so I'm channeling him. Apparently. Anyway, so King Titus is there. Again, when you complete that, you'll be sent off to Merc Mud to fight the original Doug and Hilga and the Zombie King. When you get done with that, you'll be able to go to uh, Antinox City. Now, Antinox City used to house six different bosses. They only has three now. So three of the old bosses did not make it into this version. However, well, five of them, no, four of them, because one of the bosses in New Antinox, or Antinox City was never there originally when the server died, but is now there. And that's Reaper. You will have to fight Reaper one-on-one to beat this story chain. Um, Piedman, Dave, was one of the ones that I included. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, I just put a path up to him. Okay. And uh, the Creeper Lord. Oh. Remember him? Yeah. Cluck, Dude, cluck, Dave. I, I don't know if we uh, can handle having him on the server. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I put him where the witch used to be. In the prison area. Oh, yeah? This is the original area you had to go through through a bunch of teleports and a whole bunch of crap to get to him. I didn't want that for a single-player version, so I put him in that room. It's still going to be a heck of a nasty fight. For a single-player event, it's still going to be not fun. Lord Lord Squirrel remembered it. That's impressive. Lord Squirrel, nice, dude. Kudos, man. He gets extra five points with me. Redeemable in server. All right. So that's what that is. And once you finish that, guys, I did something new. There is a new area called Antinoch Free Zone. It is 1,000 meters in diameter. So it's about 35% bigger than what the Forbidden Lands is. That's huge. Without, well, hardly any um, server stuff in it. Um, This is a no-PVP, free-build area, no griefing. No theft. The catch? Only players who have completed the old Antinoc quest chain can go there. So once you complete that quest chain, a new quest will open up for you on the uh, in the uh, Temple of the Seven Stars in Blocklessness that will take you to the free zone. And from there, you can do whatever you like. That's actually really cool. I like that. You know, uh, Finally, a place that you, know, you can build in a huge expanse of land without having to worry about you know coming back to either see A your place destroyed or B a knife in your back. So this is a a free build area, but you have to complete all the quest chains. It includes Commodus, it includes the old Antnock experience, which you know what guys, I think you guys are gonna absolutely love the old Antnock quest chain, old Antnock. And if you're at least decent at boss fighting, there's potential you can complete it in one day. Potential. Of course, we got to keep in mind, if you die, you got to wait till the next day, 24 hours before you can go back in, which is the only catch. Um, all right, so we are going to be talking about the next part later on, so we're going to go ahead and move on to Dave and his experiences. Yes, uh, this last week, pretty early in the week, in fact, I picked up Bangor's quest chains, uh, which I have not completed before this last week. Uh, the first one was Spotter. 
who was a very interesting question. I've never thought of having an NPC lead me by where he was facing. Yeah, isn't that cool? <laughs> That's pretty nifty. I, in fact, I had to ask a few people how to to do that, how to do spotters quests. But once it started getting rolling, man, that is pretty nifty. That that spotters quest chains, it, it's pretty cool. He is looking where you need to go. You just got to search for where you need to go, where he's looking. So you got to keep that in mind. Um, the boss that that's in that area, Pyro, I believe is his name. Is yeah. uh, it's pretty funny leading up to him. So that's that's pretty fun. Spotter quest chain, along with the spotter quest chain, he has you find Shank. <laughs> yes. So that was funny. <laughs> um, I like where Shank is right now. He's on top of a, an area that's normally people can't find. So I recommend if you, if you know where. Uh, he is. Look around that area because there's something interesting there right now. Uh, so yeah, I, I I really like that that he sends you off to find Shank. That was nifty, and he was there picking flowers. Yeah. So that was cool. Um, also, I did the Harkin quest chain, and uh, he is a sh- sheep in purple leather. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, that's pretty cool. That was actually the Harkin quests. Uh, I recommend people to take, I think it was the second quest before you do the the first one, because the second quest basically gives you everything to complete the first one. It's just they're kind of out of order. I also did the Heppy quests, which included uh, basically undoing every damage I've ever done in the Forbidden Lands. Between Harkin and Heppy, I I placed more blocks than I've ever broken. <laughs> so, I love Heppy. Nope. Heppy is uh, he's interesting, but yeah, I I, I definitely like him. Um, I also after I completed all the quests, a group got together and decided it was time for Ugg and Lee. Oh, Dave, really quick. Di- I'm sorry. Yeah. Has anyone? I I've, I always forget about this NPC, but there's an NPC up in the city named by the, by the name of Bastion, and I don't know of anyone that's done his quest. Well, I know of uh, another NPC that I've never heard done any of the quests either. It's the uh, the wizard spy or something yeah, like that. Wizard spy that leads up to fighting evil evil or evil wizard wizard. Yeah, I haven't figured out how to do his quest. There's a few people that I've still not done quests for. That I, I, even as an admin, I have no clue what I'm supposed to be doing. So <laughs> as soon as I find out, you better be sure I'm going to yell out on here. Oh, my God, I figured it out. Fair enough. Fair so. enough. <laughs> <clears throat> um, now, I, I hopped on as just in, as an admin when people decided, hey, let's get a group together because it's time for Ugg and Lee to die. And uh, the group was Kinpo. And uh, Kinsel, Nameless Noob, Firefly, and then a fifth guy joined in. I can't. I didn't write the name down because they they joined in late into the fight. But um, I just want to give grats to Kinsel and Kimpo for officially being the first two to get kill credit for Ugg and Lee. Yeah, they're the only ones that are on the final Commodus side of the quest chain. They're right there, ready to kill the Forbidden King and go on to Old Antonok. That's that's really cool. 
Um, I need to talk to Kenpo and see if he's actually done a lot of the other quests in the area. Because maybe he's done the the ones I haven't even gotten to yet. So, uh, yeah, I have to give him. I have to ask him. I don't know. I know. I know that uh, he's on at weird hours, dude. He'll get on there and just fart around, and that's usually what I do. So maybe he's figured out stuff too. Last time I saw him on was earlier today, and he was killing one of the players in the in the Forbidden Lands because he was being attacked. Oh, I saw this. This was hilarious. I remember this. Uh, Lost Viking. Okay, Kempo was up on a hill, completely just mowing it over, getting rid of all the dirt and grass. And he's right on the edge of one of the craters as he's doing his grass. Out of nowhere, I watch as... I see. I teleport over to Kempo just to check on him. And right when I do this, I see Lost Viking come up behind him start beating with him an axe. He turns <laughs> around, takes one shot with his bow, and Lost Viking flew into that crater. What what did Kenpo have? The- Kenpo is the first one to get a dragon weapon. Are you kidding? How the how he do you get a dragon weapon the, already? He got it from the dragon loot chest. You're kidding me. I'm I'm kidding not. Wh- which one you think it was the uh It's the bow of the seven stars because it has knockback three on it. That's nuts. <laughs> so I was laughing so hard <laughs> when I saw that. He was pissed off at loss, but I was like, dude, why be pissed? I mean, he went flying off of a cliff, and you just turned back around and started digging again. Man, we got to ban Kenpo. I mean, congratulations, Kenpo. <laughs> uh, poor Kensel was basically, um, on the chat, was um, expressing his uh, hate of Kenpo. So, <laughs> you got the one pick, now you have a dragon weapon, and it was quite funny stuff. I mean, just watching these guys, oh, one thing I also want to talk about, Dave, really quick, mm-hmm. is uh, Insane Hero and Chez, or Chizbits, um, I know Insane Hero founded it, but I know Chizbits has been helping him a lot on this, but they, they founded a actual player village in the Forbidden Lands. Called, you know, I called think Serenity. I came across that the other day. Called Serenity. And there even been players, I've noticed, that build have built roads through the Forbidden Lands. That's so cool. I saw that. I was uh, burning them down. Pillage yeah. the village. I yeah. saw that but they nice. uh, they had these these uh, what like uh, these paths over water, just, well, just over shallow water, just to try to get you from dry land to dry land. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially heading over to the uh, Forbidden King area, you'll see a lot of that. What I noticed, Dave, is actually an, an, an extremely long wooden plank road that goes from north to south. It cuts in front of the village. And goes all the way over to the Forbidden Village. Hmm. Right through mountains, awesome. everything. It's just, it's one level. It, whoever built that had to take them a long time. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Oh, yeah. I mean, just building a road around a guild plot took forever. I can't imagine across Forbidden Lands. One thing I, I want to mention really quick is I, don't, I think that people have this stigmata in their brain that the Forbidden King is this epic, awesome boss that requires 50 people to beat. It's not the case. He, he can be beat with five people. He really can. You just got to be smart. That's it. Five people. And you can beat the Forbidden King. Just keep an eye on the chat. Oh, they're, uh, they're saying in chat that it was Campo uh, and, and his Forbidden Lands Road Committee. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Kens, man. They're the force of the server right now. They really are. Jesus. Um, now... 
one thing I do want to say uh, that I'm glad to see is that guilds on the server are finally taking responsibility for their own members. Yes, I um, noticed this. We had some some people on the server who, um, just a quick thing, there have been less than 10 people banned from this server. With admins, we give people a lot of chances. Now, that doesn't mean that the person isn't causing trouble. And that's what I saw here in the last week. We had a person on the server causing trouble. Not enough for us admins to take you know, action, but it was enough to cause a guild on the server to say, hey, that's enough. You're a troublemaker. We got to get you out of here. And they did. They kicked him out of the guild because he was causing trouble. And it's good to see that guilds are finally stepping up to manage their own people instead of crying admin at the first sign of trouble. Yeah, I'm I've I, exactly. I think it's brilliant that they're doing that. It saves the admins a headache, everything. It's really, really good to see that kind of thing. Um People are taking this game a lot more seriously now. It's like, this is my community. I don't want it messed up by some idiot. So, great. Great on them. And yeah, I think and it's uh, how the server is just set up, is that for the most part, yeah, there are the few that aren't in guilds, but it's much easier to survive and flourish if you have people that got your back, you know? I mean, if you have diamond armor that you don't want broken, but you don't have you know, the repair skill to do it, then it's nice to have someone you know you can trust to give your armor to, repair it, and get it back. Right. And, you know, don't think that just because an admin didn't handle the situation that we didn't see. We admins are there a lot more than you think we are. Peeking in, reading what's going on. We're aware of the tiny things that happen. There's just... We have standards and rules that we can't just hop in on somebody just because they're causing a tiny fuss. We gotta let stuff sort itself out every now and again. But we yeah. do see what's going on. Oh yeah. You ever see that random duck that's kind of, or the chicken that's kind of like, you know, is that chicken following me? Yeah. Admin chicken. <laughs> we used to have a way to do that, to disguise ourselves as a regular mob. I remember you talking about that like forever ago. That's cool. You should bring that uh, back. I've been tempted to bring that back. It was kind of fun. I'd, yeah, that'd be nifty. <clears throat> Dave would be a purple sheep just to spite me. Oh, man. I want to tell you guys, I did something new with, with the Reaper boss for the old Antnock fight. Yeah. There's something new about him that's going to drive players nuts, I think. He has oh, no. a mechanic that has not been seen yet. So He's unkillable. That's no. the new mechanic. <laughs> He's totally killable. He only has he has the most the second most hit points of any of the bosses there, and he's only like 1,500. So the boss fights themselves, they're not anything, you know, extravagant like we did in uh, Commodus. They're fun. They're designed to be fun, but still slightly challenging. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the bosses that I, I've played against and I've tested in Commodus have kind of almost jaded me to make it seem like, you know, the old Antinox bosses, it's like, yeah, the, the high tier ones are like tough, but... I mean, they're not as bad as you originally thought when you first got on the server. You're not, you know, Reaper was like, oh, no, man, no one's ever going to kill him. But then, you know, you get to these bosses and you're like, you know, Reaper's not too bad if you just think about what you're doing. Yeah, and <laughs> as you're leveling up your skills, you players get stronger. And fights like Missive and Reaper become Miskill eventually. That's the point of progression. Hey, that's that's why that quest is called a second chance, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And it basically is. Now that you've learned all this from new Comatus and, and or new Antonok and Comatus, we're going to send you back to do it right. And that's that's what it's about. Is what? it the same Reaper? Or is it like is it different? Is it modified differently? He's a no. His mechanics are different because he's the he's the old Reaper when he was still a, a, um, a newly okay. formed dead guy. Because I mean, I say that Reaper seems easier than he used to, but that does not mean he seems easy. He's still a raid boss. So I was like, well, I guess he wouldn't if he was exactly the same. Man, you must be really skilled to beat him one on one. No, he's not the same. He uses different mechanics. So. The mechanics even kind of tie into things. There's a lot of little Easter eggs that tie in through the entire story of the server in that one 12 boss, four quest chain. So you keep your eyes open. And I know when people get there, they'll love it. And I'm, I'm encouraging people to take on the Forbidden King, take on Ugg and Lee. I did nerf Ugg and Lee from after watching those fights with uh, Cancel, Campo, Nameless, and Firefly. Um... I watched him, and I, Ugg in particular, uh, Lee in particular, took a big, big nerf. He was practically impossible. So <clears throat> they are completely doable, and they did it with four or five people. If you play smart, I'm going to give you guys a little hint. And what I saw thought was extremely smart that I didn't even think about is they kited the bosses all the way over to the front of the entrance and fought them right there, so they can keep on chain dying if they need to and go back in. They don't have a lot of hit points, in retrospect. They only have 5,000 with no armor. So that 5,000 can be chewed with bows and swords and everything else. So Chain so dying. That's a, that's a new MMO tactic. <laughs> Chain dying. <laughs> well, that's hey, uh, it works, Zerging, it works. dude. Oh, yeah. You know, Zerg rush them. That's exactly what it is, Zerging. And you know what? It, in that those boss fights, I would not say that that's bad, because I sat there watching it. Even after they the nerf went in, those bosses were just eating people up. Oh, yeah. Chewing them up. Now, this nerf was set to where you don't have to do that anymore. It's not necessary. It's something as a nice tactic, because I, I know I watched them reset Lee. I came in late. Even when I came in late, he still reset twice. So well, He res- reset a few times, yeah. Now, I remember uh, at the first part of the fight, they were actually pulling him into the water in the area. It worked pretty well, especially when the, the boss was putting weird buffs on him. Mm-hmm. It worked very well, especially like the speed boosts. When they were in water, it wasn't affected. So it, it was a, a good idea, but uh, there isn't a pool of water right by the, their very beginning. So it definitely would make people have to choose... Do we want to deal with the effects that come onto us, or do we want to be able to zerg the boss quickly? Yeah, and they eventually did kill him. I had to stop the fight once, re-nerf him, and then reload him so that the play- they-, they can get back at him and actually be- have a chance at, at beating him. Um, and after they got done with that, I nerfed him further. <laughs> so, those fights are killable with three to five people. Easy. Um... After that, you go right to Forbidden King, and it's just his his hit points are a daunting thing at first. Okay, I'm gonna tell you this again now. Forbidden King has fifty thousand hit points, but there are mechanics in that fight that make that feel more like five thousand or ten thousand. So you just gotta play that one smart, like I said, and it, it becomes better. One thing I forgot to mention, guys, is I did create a casino in the game. It's called. The Forbidden Casino. It's right in the Forbidden Lands, not far from the Dragon 
path. And what it is, it's got uh, four little quests in there. And one of them is Mr. Moneymaker there. will teleport you into a room. You pay him 25 emons. He'll teleport you into a room where you open the chest. And you have a chance at getting gold nuggets, gold ignits, and even gold blocks. But also a random chance between 10 and 35 emons. So you can gain 15 emons right off the bat. Or, I did the math, you can gain a potentially 450 emons or more. If you're lucky. Or, I'm going to guess you could come out with nothing, right? But like typical, oh, well, the 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 least amount you can come out with is 10. So you get you lose 15. Now, of course, it's got odds are in the favor of the house. That's the way that kind of stuff works. But it's not like Vegas odds where you got a 1, 1% player and 99% house. The, the odds are much better than that. Um, there's another one where... <clears throat> You can go into a room and have a chance at getting a dragon egg out of a chest for 50 emons. However, that dragon egg chance is 1%. So you have a 1 in 100 chance of getting it. So it's like the same as fighting a boss. Yes. But instead, you pay emons and you can do it. Um, there's, he also offers a quest to do a second chance um, dragon loot chest. It's a separate timer for the dragon loot. But it, again, once you do it, it only you can only do it once a week. But it costs one thousand emons to do it. Ooh. So keep that in mind. Uh, <clears throat> where is this place again? It's uh, right along the uh, wall. Right, if you t- there's actually a road that leads to it. Actually, um, it's right near the um, dragon, the dragon island okay. area. Yeah, northeast side ish. Um, mm-hmm. There's also another one there that has a chance of giving you some rare, forbidden epic loot. As in weapons. Because I found a penny. It was heads up today, so... Yeah, I'm feeling kind of lucky. Go in there and give your luck a shot. Alright, so... That's what that's what i done that. So, Aaron, what was your week like, man? Well, uh, first off, before I say anything, speaking of luck, if Kempo got a dragon weapon, someone needs to tell him that he should have bought a lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? 0.001% chance. Or three, actually, for that weapon. Yeah, so, I mean, man, if only he would have gotten that near that big jackpot a few weeks ago. Anyways, <clears> for me, buy me a new server. this... Because I didn't win, so it doesn't... You know, Kempo, ah, whatever, I don't like you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been kind of going... I've been focusing on a little bit of trophies and building a trophy room. I pulled all my trophies, got some new ones, and I am about 27 trophies in, which is... I thought I'd be more. I mean, it seems like a lot. Like, I tell people that, and they're like, wow, you know, that's quite a bit. And I'm like, it's trash. You're like, dude, I'm like a third of the way through. Yeah. <laughs> third of the way through <clears throat> New Antinoch. Yes. <laughs> not even, like, total. Just New Antinoch bosses, not mobs or anything else. Do you know else. how many bosses are total in the game right now? Over, I'm going to say, carry the one, eight. <laughs> what? There's 96, the 96 total bosses in the game currently. Wow. I'm surprised you just you weren't just like, oh, I'll throw in four random ones. Just <laughs> off. I thought about it, but no. That's a lot of work to do four. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. So I'm just imagining like 96, but process over time, you know? Well, imagine you had to get that all done within a week. <laughs> yeah. It was not easy. So, yeah, you know, I've been kind of counting my trophies, hoping to get some. I've actually... It's, it's kind of annoying me because I'm trying to mainly put my focus onto certain areas. Like I finished, I got the three trophies from Dave's area. I'm trying to get all the trophies from 
uh, factory, but the one I don't have is loader. But it seems like since I got titans and forges that I will just always get them every time I kill them. <laughs> so I, I'm just like flooding in duplicates and I'm like, well, you know, these are good just in case I accidentally like lose one somehow. But, you know, there's that. I have been also killing bosses not only for trophies but because I want another dragon egg because I am, I think I have an addiction to the dragon loot chest. Which I guess is not going to be helped at all by the casino you put in there. It's only going to make things, you know, exacerbated. <laughs> and um, I'm all. I got, I got something for you. Hold on a second. Let me uh, find it. You are welcome. Okay, moving on. <laughs> yeah, it seems like that one goes with me a lot. I'm also trying to obtain a lot of emeralds because I want emeralds. I, I you know, after being commented so much, I'm like emeralds. And I have three blocks so far, so... And, but that's only because I I, um, I cured a zombie. <laughs> Which was much more of a pain than I thought it was. And and then I thought, maybe if I give him time, he'll be like, hey, I'll trade with you again, but he didn't. So I killed him. Anyways, <laughs> I, as I said last week, am setting up tutorial videos for the Casper Quest. But I only have two out because my software keeps bugging out. And you might have seen this in the second video where it was a bit more laggy than the first not quite sure why that's happening but on a positive note i've had people tell me in game that it's helped them with you know getting through to the where they need to get to so yeah you know, it kind of makes me feel good you know i now i understand why you like so much when people are like always talking about you know strategies strategies in your game it's it's nice when people appreciate what you do it is yeah it doesn't happen that often but i do it for you guys regardless anyway I, I was in game once, and it was right after you did your uh, your wit video, mm-hmm. and some guy was doing the wit. It's like, hey, if you need any any extra hints, let me know. He goes, no, 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 don't worry about it. I'm watching Max video. I know where everything's at. Oh, okay, have fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's nice, and uh, I'm glad that I'm glad that it's helping people. Well, why don't you once tell- I figure out my problem, I'll get the strength out. Even though I'm pretty sure you know how to beat up a boss, uh, I still see questions in chat about where they are. So why don't you tell everybody where these videos are? Because uh, the agility one, as well as the wit one, are priceless, dude. Uh, agility for sure, I guess. Especially on that patience. <laughs> my question is: Are these on the Minecraft forums on MinecraftOTR.GuildLaunch.com? If they're not, McCarty, I get to it. I will. For right now, they are on my YouTube channel, which is, uh, what's the name of it? Uh, Macardia, M-A-K-A-R-D-I-A. That's my channel name, and they're listed there. Also, if you search uh, QGN Casper Quest, that will also pop up. Oh, I, sorry, Celtic. (laughs) He's calling me out. It says lies and slander on the money chest. He got two emons. I forgot I reset it to be one to 35 emons. My bad. <laughs> oh, you know, I mean, that's how casinos work. Yeah. Now, trying to trick you. So, yeah, I, I, I will, as soon as I can get my software working, I will put up uh, strength. And I'm also at the suggestion of Nameless, you know, a, uh, a chest video. Since a lot of the chests have changed, you know, maybe just tours or something. You know, I, I find it fun just to kind of mess around, and if I can help somebody, then you know that's just better. But other than that, I've had an idea 
because remember when you were talking about Easter eggs? Mm-hmm. Well, let's take that old conversation and segue into this now. <laughs> uh, I'm thinking about setting up an Easter egg hunt. I'm going to put 15 random chests out with wool, a wool in them with a randomly enchanted name. And the first person to bring me five of them will get uh, some prize. I don't know. Maybe it's a block of diamond and some animal eggs, which, Joe, what's the only other way you can get animal eggs? An admin. Or? A dragon loot chest. Dragon loot chest. So it's a, it's a pretty big, you know, pretty big prize. You know, it's for fun, but as always, it's uh, a little different than Dave's uh, sign hunt Easter egg quest because we're in the Forbidden Lands and you can kill each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's going to be interesting. So, I mean, there's hopefully, hopefully there's going to be a lot of fighting. That's what I'm hoping for. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I want blood. <laughs> it's, you know, maybe I should build a Coliseum and. Wait, never mind. Um, <laughs> I'm thinking maybe, yeah, 15 is going to be out there, and then everyone, you know, I'll, I'll set up a time. You can find it. First person to bring you back five of the unique wolves will get Some kind the prize. Of yeah, and it's going to be a little while, because to enchant 15 wolves, it's going to cost me about 75 experience points. You so can enchant Give wool? me time. I know players can do that. Rename, rename, that's what I mean. Oh, rename, gotcha. Yeah, okay, cool. not enchant, rename. It costs five per renaming, so... That costs that's, a little bit. That's the only way I can uh, verify, otherwise someone could be like, hey, look at this orange wool or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. I got it from the chest, you know, so... Uh, Speaking of Xbox, everyone's favorite topic lately, I hopped on randomly because I realized I haven't killed the Ender Dragon on the 360 version and I went into the 360 version. I killed the Ender Dragon, and it's a lot, 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 lot easier than it is on the PC. I will tell you this, How'd but it's hurt? a little bit. I beat him with a sword. Actually, he he likes to hover. You know the uh, the center of bedrock formation where the egg will appear after you kill him. If you stand on that, he will just keep flying and like hover near you, and you can just whack him to death with your sword. I mean, yeah, he shoots like acid fire. I don't know what exactly that's supposed to be, but compared to when I had to do it on the PC, which seemed to take forever, and it was a lot more difficult. This one took just, you know, minutes. So, I mean, it's... I I, I don't know why it's a bit easier. Maybe, you know, I'm... I don't know. It was just easier, and I figured I should at least get that underneath my belt, since I own it on the Xbox. Fair enough. But what I don't have on the Xbox version is our awesome server with the bosses, which have required me to get back into potion making. If you can't get into potion making, uh, figure out how you can, because I've noticed it saved my life a whole bunch of times, especially the fire-resist potions. They're a lifesaver. So, I mean, if you can get into potion making, do it. And that's pretty much my week in game. <laughs> awesome. No, not bad at all. I'm afraid we would have had Dan on the show. It would have been, yeah, I logged in once. I saw Dan once this week. See? My point proven. Okay. Um, the last thing we're going to do tonight is we have a new expansion that needs to start development. Now, what I mean by start development is it doesn't mean it's going to be out in the next couple of weeks. Nah, I think about a month or two or more. The next expansion is the next on the list called Tritus. 
Tritus is the land of the giants. If you've uh, been to the Temple of Seven Stars, you may know what that is. Dave, we yes. have only minor, minor plans so far for this expansion, so we're going to do a little brainstorming session. We're going to let Aaron get included here, and we're going to let the chat room get included as well for ideas of stuff they'd like to see. Um, my general idea I have so far for Tritus, it's very minor, is you'll start out and do you'll start out in a house. Um, and this house will be giant sized. Well, basically enough to fit a giant. Big enough to fit a giant. I want to build an entire village. The the main village will be giant sized. So one house would be the size of blocklessness. So you're pretty much gonna feel like almost like a, a mouse kind of scurrying through there. Yeah. It's kind of the idea what did you have in mind for that area, Dave? Well, I have the idea of, well, snow blocks. When you do the, the tiny slivers of snow, and uh, you'll see that they're, they're not a whole block when, when it snows on something. They're just a, a, a covering. Snow blocks can be placed multiples on top of each other. I was thinking doing that for the small gradients and having that identify, like, Wow, this area is so large that that's how big a step is. It's like a full line of these snow blocks slowly going up. Well, I could make that area huge. Well, I don't want to go that big, Dave, because I don't, I don't have NPCs that would be able to match that. And we still have quests and such. What I was thinking about doing it was matching it with the actual zombie giants. So I wanted to right. use those as the NPCs and the yeah, bosses. Yeah, we could do that. So the bosses might be tiny. Um, in comparison to the, like the giant NPCs, but the fights themselves are going to be very interesting. They're going to be, in my mind, Tritus's bosses and experiences are going to be right on par with Commodus. Um, because when we get to Serene, which is going to be the next expansion, it's only going to have six bosses, and each one of those is going to be an intense raid boss. We got to figure out. <clears throat> Not only how we want it to look, but why we would go there. Well, yeah, the story is something I don't want to tell on the air right now. It is something that right. I have ideas for. Um, it's going to be definitely one of the gods as an instigator. And the main reason why I don't want to get into the story is because the end of the old Antinoch quest chain kind of broadens the story beyond just missive causing trouble. Right. So I don't want to do, I don't want to give any of that away yet. So. I don't want to really go over the whole story concept on the air. Well, here's the thing. is something that I wanted to ask uh, the players. What do y'all want to see in a new expansion? Do y'all want more parkour? Do you want more uh, areas that, that are, like, uh, story-driven? you want in, uh, well, I mean, what do you want to see? Like, big monument kind of areas? What, what is it that... that uh, Really, we'd like the the players to have a little a little bit of input. Yeah, uh, I need more cowbell. Cowbell. <laughs> Sorry, you're fired. Fired. Ah. <laughs> well, one thing, Dave. Like I promised, is I want to add a new element to the Tritus expansion that isn't in the game. Like we added con- we we added questing the Commodus. I don't want to make it you know probably that big because the server is at its limits. But a new element to the game, so it's something we've got to really consider. But, um... So, yeah. I definitely, like I said, I want to make it to areas that match the size of a uh, a zombie giant. So we got to do some exact measurements on that so we can match that kind of size and build the village out of it. And, you know, 
we can almost do like half of the entire expansion just from the giant's village, if not oh, more. Oh yeah, easy. <clears throat> if we do it right, and we have the power and the tools as admins to design this right, I think we could do something that would just blow the minds of the players. I think it should be something that's very visually inspiring, even more so than what Commodus is. And even when we get into Serene, it's going to be extremely visual, because um, that's obviously the Star of the Gods. So, I've got an M. Night Shyamalan pop plot twist here. The giant zombies are actually ruled by villager children. <laughs> right? Uh, <clears throat> Laura Scrolls likes so Alice in Wonderland in Kingdom Hearts. Uh, yeah, something similar along those lines, I guess you can say. Um, the the god I the the main instigator I have in mind is going to be kind of a uh, going to make things put it like an interesting twist to the entire play style and element to what the the story is and how the bad guys are going to react. So it's going to have a, a a lot different of an element than what we did with Commodus, which is what we want to go for in the first place. And I, I have know, an idea. yeah. Oh, I have a big idea. I'm sure you do. I it's even, a little bit more. Alice in Wonderland, but uh, what do you think about a intro area where people deal with giants, and at the end of the intro area, you get transformed, hypothetically, in quote, transformed into a giant, where you become the size of a giant. Basically, we make the giant area... And then we make a reproduction small area for once people become a giant, they're transferred there. Um, the only problem with that, Dave, is that we can't go with tiny blocks. They don't exist. No, we, we would have to do a scale model. Oh, right. Okay. I, I get what you mean. Yeah. I can see that working for like a quest where like, you know, a witch puts you under like the potion and you grow. What I would like to do with this one is to make the quest a little bit more story-driven and more changing. So instead of being like in combats where you go and you collect this, you do this, I want to do less quests, but I want each quest to be more dynamic and more story-driven than what the other ones were. Because now that we know more about how to do the, the questing system, I think we could take it to a new level and do stuff like that, Dave. Like include a quest chain where they get, in, in quotes here, change size for a period during the quest. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be nifty. <laughs> Recreate the area tiny. Yeah. So we're going to have to make some giant trees. Everything is going to be on a monster scale. Everything. So it's going to be quite the challenge. I know that I've had a lack of admins the last couple of weeks on to help me. Um, I am concerned about this. Hopefully I can get them re-inspired to come back on and... Um, and get this 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 project rolling. So we're going to get this. The first thing on our list is we're going to get this village done, um, or at least start on it. Get the concepts. Like in Commodus, we started the whole concept long before anything else. And the concept was just an area full of ideas. And how we did Commodus was we did one floating island. When I came up with the idea to do the whole floating island island concept, we did one island, which was which that island is now what you guys know as the island of the of the Crystal Castle. And we uh, had all different kinds of like different pathways and stairways and all little test models for roads all up in that area, just building a concept and a theme around what Commodus turned into that you guys see today. So we're going to be doing the same thing 
for Tritus, but on a on a different scale. <laughs> if uh, I may suggest something, yep. uh, quest wise, I mean, so far it's always been good evil. I want the lines to maybe blur at points, you know. Man, that's I really possible. want you to do old Antonok. You gotta do old Antonok. You really gotta do old Antonok. Because after you do old Antonok, you'll be like, I wanna kill these people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Alright. I'll put it out yeah. there. That, that, that was just a thought, because I know that, you know, there's always the good evil, but sometimes it's kind yeah. of interesting when the lines blur and you're like, you know, should I be doing this? It's there, if, if you do every quest in Comatus, all the quests through Old Antonok, you're going to realize, wow, something's not right here. And you, once you find out what's actually going on with everything, you're going to be like, somebody's got to die. <laughs> and then it'll, uh, of course, lead up to the epic finale in Serene. And after that, it'll just be little side projects and fun for us. Um, once Serene's finished, the main story arc will be completed. But we'll we'll continue to add other little things to server after that. But that's still many many months away. So don't worry, guys. We're going to be constantly adding stuff to server even after Serene is done and Tritus. All right. Um, so Dave, you and I have to get into some meetings and get some concepts built and looked into. I have a few ideas already. Awesome. I'll have to pick your brain and we'll have to do some tests. And get busy on that so we can get that out for you guys hopefully in the next month to two months, I'm assuming. Because this build is going to be more build intensive than what we did before. Um, Commodus was more code intensive. This one will be probably a good mixture of both, really, honestly. Um, so stay tuned. As we come out with more details, we will give you guys those details and on the show. And that's going to pretty much wrap up our show tonight, guys. We don't have any emails to really talk about. We got some emails ended this week, but they weren't anything worth bringing on the show. Our final thoughts is, let's bring on Tritus. Let's have a good time. Let's get more people back on the server. The server count's been a lot less in the last couple weeks than it's been in a long time. And at night. We've had more people on during the day than at night, which is weird. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I, bring, I give you David Deenforce Adams. <laughs> Um, my idea is if you see me on the server, I want you to tell me what you'd like to see for Tritus. We want your input. We want to know what you like and don't like and want to see more of or less of. I'm absolutely willing to listen. So please sit, talk to me, send in a whisper me, whatever you got to do. So definitely. And uh, we lost Aaron. So we're going to give him a minute. See if he comes back in the call. Bangar, uh, dude, we were just talking about the design concepts for, the next expansion. So you have to join us during that meeting because you're going to be my go-to guy for questing. Let's try this. One thing I almost forgot to mention also is that I know that Bangor was looking at doing additional quests possibly for old Antnock. Told him it's something he could do if he wanted, but not necessity. Yeah, he could do it if he wanted. Dave, how about you just go ahead and uh, take us out with how to reach us, and then when Aaron comes back, we'll let him do his final thoughts and close the show. Alrighty. Um, how to reach us. You can reach us at... Quest Gaming Network for all of our great shows or MinecraftOffTheRecord.com for this great show. Remember, you can send in an email to the show about the show at MinecraftOffTheRecord at gmail.com. Our server site and our forums are at MinecraftOTR.GuildLaunch.com. That's where you want to go if you want to read the rules and then send in an email if you'd like to, uh, or hang on, no. That's where you want to go to read the rules. 
as well, we have our, our server IP addresses on that site. To be whitelisted on our private server, uh, Dave, you send in an... I'm what's sorry, up? Can I say something really quick? Because we've got a lot of emails that have been confusing confusion with this lately. Yeah. The second IP address on that list is for the RPG server, and it does not require a whitelist. You can log straight in. I've had a lot of people saying, I tried logging in the RPG server, and I said, I needed a whitelist. You were using the wrong IP address. The correct one has a colon with a little bit of numbers after the IP address. That's the correct one. Yeah, I may go <laughs> on there and uh, play with that page and bold things. <laughs> yeah, it's been make frustrating. It a more obvious. I'll, I'll make it more obvious. I don't know what's going to happen um, with the survival server yet. There might be some changes coming to that. Yeah, but for the moment, if you want to be whitelisted on the survival server, the email address to get whitelisted on the survival server, which is our private server, is mcotrserverteam at gmail.com. One more time, that's not our RPG server that we talk about on the show. That's the survival server. That's my MCOTR server team at gmail.com. That's also the email you want to send into if you have issues on either server that you need an admin to talk to. If you're sending in an email, don't just send in an email. If it's about an, an issue that you need an admin for, unless it's impossible to, you need to take a screenshot. We need screenshots of what's happening. Somebody's killing people over and over, screenshot it. Something, some type of glitch has got you stuck, screenshot it. For real, I cannot emphasize that more. Screenshots. In-game, you can reach us. Joe, at Widget. Me, I'm at DWM Terry. Actually, I'm, I may be at that one. Or, D-I-E-E. -E. <laughs> I have a cough. D-Enforce. Yeah, you'll probably see me on that one more often. Dan is at Boontini when he decides to log in. Aaron is at Macardia. M-A-K-A-R-D-I-A. On Twitter, you can check us out. At Minecraft O-T-R. Joe is at The Widget. That's W-I-G-I-T. I'm at D-Enforce. That's D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. Dan is at Boone underscore Teeny. That's B-O-O-N underscore T-I-N-I. And finally, Aaron is at Macardia. M-A-K-A-R-D-I-A. -A. Um, really quick before we end things out, I'm going to give you a chance to do your final thoughts, Aaron. But um, I had an idea, and I want to know what people think before we do this. I want to shut down the survival server for now. Only for now, until we get an updated server that we can really handle it, because it's just having so many issues right now. I mean, it having to do the whitelist is such a pain in the neck. It's just really a big trouble. Um, I'm not going to get rid of it, of course, and it will be back eventually. But my idea is to do an alt... And Bangor, this goes credit to you, is to alternate between a build-off week and a hardcore week. So we give you a... One week, we'll give you like a, a build-off challenge. We'll give you an in-game prize on the RPG server for the winner every week, like an extra dragon loot chance, hmm? or every other week, and then we'll open up a hardcore server for fun the alternating week. What do you guys think of that? Me, personally, I got like a, an excited stir of nostalgia almost, and that may, might be just because, you know, it's that stuff was always like super fun, you know, even just to listen to, but also because, you know, I've gone on the survival server every once in a while, and it's it's a ghost town you know, lately, the most I saw was six people on, and that was the day the uh, RPG server was shut down. 
I could even do some creative stuff on the hardcore server and make it really interesting. Like pre-made areas for pre-made areas and stuff like that, and challenges, like little tidbits that like a loot chest in it that might give you some extra stuff, but it could mean death getting to that loot chest. Oh God! So I think that's something we might do. Actually, I'm going to go ahead. What do you think, Dave? Should we do this? I think the hardcore is a great idea. Um, I don't know so much about the build off. We got a lot of people who really want the build off back i'd i'd have to uh i'm scared about that because i i know we shut down the build off because we didn't have the numbers to keep it going if i see that we do have the numbers logging in to do our promotional uh things like the hardcore i definitely would go for the build off again i I think we're going to do the build off dave i think we're going to start that next sunday with a challenge what i'm going to do tonight is i'm going to shut down the survival server i'm going to have dave i'm going to drag him in to the hardcore, we're gonna set up some minor changes. We're gonna open the hardcore server up tonight. I'd I'd like to see that. I will post an IP address on our website in the forums, guys. Go check it out. I'll put it on the main document as well. I'll announce on Twitter and in the server when that goes live. Um, hopefully it doesn't cause people to like you know stop playing the RPG server, but it might a little bit because the hardcore is fun. So. Well, I'm guys. sure they're going to play hardcore until they die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a big grin on my face right now, dude. <laughs> I'm, kind of, I'm really excited for this. Awesome. So that's going to be coming up, guys. Wow, look at look what comes out of the show like tonight. Aaron, your final thoughts, buddy. Uh, beat Ugly. Uh, find the plot twist that makes you want to kill everybody. A better router. Let's do this. Word. Everybody, Minecraft Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production. We are, as always, we are proud to present you with this show each and every week. Log into our servers and have fun, guys. And I just want to say, keep on building, everybody, and I'll talk to you next week. Have a great one, y'all. We'll see you next time. Out, Peter Zane, everybody. Have a great day.